Hola. Hola, señorita. Oh, yo puedo entender. Oh, that's so good. We are back for another episode of Bongs in Brunch. So don't I have a story for you, my friends. This bitch decides that she wants to fly internationally to go meet up with some dude that she has not seen in almost two years. A dude she's never slept with before. (laughs) But the dick is promising. So... We're flying to California, guys. We're doing it. And I finally saw what his dick looks like when I was single. <laughs> and let me just tell you. Whew, that dick is going to be worth spending Christmas and New Year's alone. Worth it on all fronts. And I can't fucking wait. I deserve, I deserve it. This vacation. Plus, I love LA. I know you love LA too. Yeah, it's really nice. I I definitely enjoy it. I'd like to spend more time there. I'm excited that it's not going to be winter. (laughs) I'm looking at like 25 degrees and sunny all fucking weekend too. Dude, I want to go all the way down to, um, where is it? San Diego. Diego? Yeah. I want to go to San Diego too. I think it'd be cool. You'd be the best person to, like, party from San Diego all the way down to Tijuana with and come back. I think we should go from Tijuana up to fucking Seattle, but yeah. (laughs) Up to Seattle. I to do the drive so bad, and I'm like, I have all the time in the world to do the drive right now. I could fucking do it. But the car rental, dropping it off from L.A. to Seattle is a huge charge, and I don't want to spend all of that money to do it by myself. No doubt. I don't mind traveling alone, but like on a big road trip like that, like I, w- I wouldn't want to be driving. And one, if you're driving the whole way, you don't see as much. Two, I, I can't need be more like- sugar daddies in my life just so I can go down to LA with you and we could just start a nice big road trip on the way back and have people fund it through our OnlyFans. <laughs> Holy shit. I've never been so excited to like fuck someone so before. So I've never been so excited to sleep with someone before. Like, actually, you know what? I will say that that's not true. Yeah, you've had some exciting lays. <laughs> I really have. <laughs> I, I've done a lot. No, I, my, my sexual conquests are definitely something that I should be proud of. Proud of. Oh my god, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> uh, such a small world. It can be feels like it sometimes international dick for days Fuck. <laughs> uh it's a good life to live though and no better way to learn about other culture than to fucking suck on it where is it you're gonna be out in santa barbara i'm going to santa barbara only on friday i'm uh-huh. going back to la saturday uh-huh. yeah i fly in at noon on Friday, and then I'm, make- I'm so excited for you. Thank you. I'm so excited. I haven't done anything this exciting in so long. I can't <gasps> wait to leave the fucking country again. No doubt. Oh man, buddy. The government officials like, why are you coming to California? Like, it's essential. I swear. 
essential dick appointment. Love it. <laughs> Are you about to smoke that bongarino bolino? Oh shit, I don't really have very much weed, but yeah, I can do that with you. Hold on, I gotta find my bong. Oh, you know what I do have though is a lot of crystals. <laughs> I hope my American boy makes his way up on here. I miss your American boy, too, actually. He's a good dude. Mm -hmm. He is. The Americans are good ones, eh? Yep. Deliver some decent D. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) For the most part. I feel like we've also covered this on on an episode, but yeah. Um, this, This dude that I'm going to see on Friday, like, the dick. Just wow. Wow. Ladies, if you ever come across this man, treat that dick well. Because <laughs> it's nice. It's very nice. For this next ad, I want to talk about one of the baddest bitches I know. Someone from my childhood who's had a rough go at life, but she's used that as motivation to make something of herself turning trauma into success, and someone I want to have on the episode to talk about overcoming traumatic events and mental health, my lovely friend, the one and only, Leticia Chalumbo. She's overcome her past by conquering what she's passionate about, which is her juicing. So Leticia is based out of Montreal, so if you are in the area, be sure to try her detox juices out. Her juices are made with only fruits and vegetables, and the main ingredient is celery. Celery is known to help with many things, including inflammation, constipation, sugar addiction, coffee addiction, and clearer skin. The juices are available by delivery in the Montreal area only. She's been at this for eight months and has been making a fucking killing. So shout out to you, Leticia. I love you so much and congrats on being a badass bitch. You can find her on Instagram. Her handle is at juicingwitht, T-double-E. And just because I don't necessarily believe in monogamy or I'm not sure where I stand on the monogamy line doesn't mean that I don't respect people who do believe in that because I was that girl. And I know what it feels like to have your dude talking to other girls. And I know what it feels like for all of that. And like, I just would not do that regardless of what my personal beliefs are. I would never do that to another person. But too many people are quick to do so. And I'm not saying I've never been that person because, I mean, we've all fucked the married dude. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> best ones. Those are the best ones. Married dude? No drama. You know, I only did the married dude thing once and I will tell you that it was not easy. It was not easy oh. and it was not no drama. The wife never found out, so obviously that was fine. Invite the wife. <laughs> we talked about it, but I think he was like leading on that the relationship was more open than it was. Uh. So I don't know, but I developed feelings for this man. Oh, so oh. that's where the drama came in. I developed feelings, and I was, I was what? Don't be catching feels. I was twenty three years old, and he was like forty three years old. Think about it. Think about it. Think about what he's doing to her. He'd obviously turn around and just do that to you too. Oh, why would you fall in love with someone like oh, that? Oh, I didn't fall in love with him. I developed feelings, and when I realized I developed feelings and what type of person he was, I was like, I just cannot wait to get dicked the fuck down, though. Get that pork sword. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
Poon Slade. The things I'm going to do. Like, I really, I can't wait to tell you how long it takes from the moment that our lo- our eyes lock to the point where <laughs> our clothes come off. Like, hey, I haven't seen you in two years, but here I am. Present the dick. Present it! <laughs> what did you say the other day about the petunia? Lo presento la petunia. Oh my god! my friends have sex and it'd be comical like maybe laughing the whole time and it not being awkward oh my god but that i'm pulling you in so many more of those then well <laughs> that was just like i didn't even care like i was just like laying there with my eyes closed high as fuck and i can tell you guys are hooking up i can hear it like it's not it's not <laughs> It's just so obvious. I can hear the making out. I can hear you moaning. I can hear it all. And like no blankets on anything. You guys are just bare ass. Well, then I might as well make it entertaining for you. Make it comical. Well, as soon as your vagina comes out, that's what you said. You present (laughs) present (laughs) la petunia. And I just started laughing. I'm like, (laughs) how the fuck am I supposed to sit here and like try and pretend like this isn't happening when you say shit like that? Very good, sir. Bienvenido al roster. <laughs> I like to watch my friends fuck. That's like a weird <laughs> fetish that I have. Why is this? I don't know, but I've done that really? a few times over my my sexual career. And should they put on more of a performance? My friends? No, my friends yeah. are taking dick great. Oh. So all okay. the friends I've seen fuck, you guys are doing an A-plus job. Well, 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 should they do like an opening scene? Like walk into the room and do, do, do. Only you would do that. I'm surprised you didn't. Oh my god. Kimberly, I am going to put on shows for you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I am so theatrical in the bedroom. I have to tell you that. <laughs> I believe it. There's just nothing better than a nice... I don't want to say fat and girthy because I'm quite a small person and I don't need a massive dick, but like, I don't know. For me, I'm more about this way than this way because it hurts. Yeah, like the longer it is, it hurts me. Oh, I'm all about the girth. The girth is the good. Come to Colombia with me. They have good girthy dicks there. Oh, South Americans. (laughs) They have some nice girthy dicks, at least the ones that I've had. I have no bad things to say about Latino boys, except for <laughs> that one specific area. Some of them have crooked winkies. They all just kind of look at you sideways. That was my thought. This is my thought. So I have this theory that I'd like to share with people, because I think it's a pretty common theory. I actually came up with this theory back in 2016 with one of my exes, but we discovered that there are two kinds of people in the world. There are those who are married with children, and there are those who definitely are nowhere near that part of their life. Obviously, you can see that I am one of those people that I'm nowhere near there. It's surprising, though, how quickly people turn around. Well, I feel like it's if you meet the right person, then you're just... Mm. But I'm going to go back to that in a second. Um, So... I feel like the people who are married with children are, like, very satisfied in life because, like, they've done that, like, 
procreate, they've created and they've, they're satisfied they came here to do what they were supposed to do, blah, blah, blah. So they have like that satisfaction, but they're not happy because they're not living an adventurous life. And then you have the people like us who like, we're super happy in life because we're doing whatever the fuck we want. But like, obviously there's sometimes like that lack of satisfaction of like, what have I accomplished <laughs> other than having a great fucking time? But like, I don't know, I feel like our purpose as much as like the world is overpopulated right now, our purpose is to come here to recreate and to keep the, the legacy going. But I also feel like time has changed and there needs to be people like you and me in the world who don't want to have children to stop the process of overpopulation or at least slow it down a bit. The world's just going in a bad direction. Yeah, I know. And I'm just not, I have so much anxiety in the first place about my I wouldn't own wish self this and my, upon how anyone. I take no, me neither. I really, I think, I mean, I think the world is a beautiful place, but I think you need to be happy within yourself to be able to shine a light. I just don't think it's our community. decision to wish it or give it upon anyone else. No, I love not. that we have the power to do so, but I just don't feel worthy of being able to make that decision for someone else. That's fair. That's really fair. Um, so then this brings me into my next question for you, Mage. On the note of monogamy. So if you're not really one to believe in monogamy, does that mean that you don't believe in like a soulmate or that there's one right person out there for you? Just one? That's kind of where I'm thinking about. That's that's where my head's going to. Is I Here's my thoughts on that. I do not think that there is one right person out there for you. I think you have plenty of soulmates Absolutely. and I think they can manifest in any kind of form, whether it be a friendship or a family member or even a lover. But I think that everyone that comes into your life comes into your life for a reason and for a specific type of lesson. And, you know, I've, I'm known to not be one to stick in a relationship too long. But I just feel like uh, because of that, I've learned so much about myself and about other people and about what I actually do want because I've experienced. And what do we want? What kind of D do we want? <laughs> Good one. <laughs> um, no, apparently it's people I made, I've met in Thailand that I want. Oh, it all goes with the fantasy. But... The fantastical yeah. reality. The travel and lust. Oh, we'll talk about that in another episode. Um, well, now that we're talking about not being monogamous, obviously we are experienced. Let's talk about how many dicks you think are too many dicks. Let's talk about body count. How many dicks are too many dicks, Nage? None the evermore. All of the dicks. That's hilarious. <laughs> None the evermore. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think people are different and I think people view sex differently. I think that whatever you're comfortable with is how you should live your life. I Dick me down. give all of my power. 
I give all my power to women who own their sexuality. I really do. I think it's amazing. Dick me down, and dog. And I think that I think that sex is not something that anyone should be ashamed of. No matter what you do, as long as you're not hurting people in the process. But there's a there's a lot of gray areas in that aspect as well. Or doing ass to mouth. Just kidding. That's the best. Absolutely. <laughs> deep down and delicious well i really feel like people need to stop what shaming other people People need to stop like... dissing ass to mouth <laughs> why are we still on the ass to mouth <laughs> ass to mouth is a good time man as long as everyone's clean and prepared for the journey <laughs> What do you think about anal then? Are you a fan of, of anal? how big the dick is. That's fair. I mean, regardless, for me, it's not really my thing. It's an all right time here and there. I mean, that requires the preparation, I think. Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely, 100%. It can be all right. Depends how comfortable you are with the person. That's true. I've definitely done it on the first time. I would like to share a story, though, about how I lost my anal virginity, actually, because it's one to be told, actually. It was... How'd they put it up your February. Oh, I'm not going to go into detail about that. That's what you want to know, Kimbo. I don't remember that part. Really? (laughs) I remember mine. Okay. (laughs) Oh, man, I was so intoxicated. So let's go back to February 2017 with one of my exes and we're watching the fucking Super Bowl. I, by nature, am a Patriots fan. I've always been a Patriots fan for as long as I've watched football. And the Patriots are playing Atlanta Falcons. Sorry, Mitch, I know you don't give a shit about football. The Patriots are losing 28 to 3, okay? I don't remember which quarter it was, but the Patriots are losing. And I looked at my ex boyfriend and I whispered in his ear and I said, If the Patriots come back and win this, I'll let you put it in my ass. And his jaw drops. And everyone at the table is looking at him like, Yo, what the fuck did she just say? <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like, like If Tom Brady can come back and do this, like I'll let you. Because he's, he's been on my ass about it. Let's just put it that I'm way. Literally on and in your ass about it. Well, about to be, because don't you know that the Patriots come back and win the motherfucking game? I don't know why I ever doubted them in the first place, but let me also say that the look on his face when they came back to win it is one of the few things that I remember at the end of the night. But, and then I just remember waking up the next morning and him looking at me and be like, I put it in your butt. I was like, oh, no. No, and he was not small. He was a big boy, to say the least. Yeah, he he was definitely decent. <laughs> definitely decent. So that, my friends, is how I lost my anal virginity. And I'll tell you that I have not done it very many times since. <laughs> they always try, though. Men oh, always do. try. Every single fucking time.
all right, taking a sip of my coffee and bong mm-hmm. and brunch. All right, here's another one for you. Can you date your best friend's ex? Their ex is for a reason, aren't they? I suppose it would depend on the reason. I also feel like it would depend on how close you were to the couple at the time. Or how close you are to the person, I guess. I have never actually been one to do that. I've never slept with any of my friends' exes. I've never been that type of person. I've been pretty good in that sense. Um, I just feel like I I wouldn't do things to people that I wouldn't want them to do to me. But then again, I also feel like I can look at some exes and be like, I really don't give a shit. Actually, most exes, I really don't give a shit. Plus, sex is sex. Like, that's exactly it. Going back to the monogamy thing. Yeah, and going back to monogamy, like, I don't think that if someone sleeps with another person, that means that they don't love you enough to do that. Unless you have full consent and you're honest about it. If you really end up falling for someone, because you know shit happens. But if you really end up falling for someone you shouldn't be falling in love with, I think that you should at least be honest about it. And then you've done your part. Not that you should go out of your way to look for your friends, your <laughs> true, friends' exes. True. But if it does happen, <laughs> if it does happen, I think that honesty is the best policy. I honestly think honesty is the best policy in all cases. But I think some people would disagree with that. Holy fuck, my bog is so blocked. <sighs> that sucks. I cleaned mine yesterday. I gotta do that today. Oh, it's a hard knock life. Is it though? No. I got two days at home right now. Doing and I want. Ooh, Archer season 11 is now on Netflix. No fucking way. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I have not turned on the TV since you left. I like barely Ugh. turned on the TV when you were here. <laughs> I don't even have a TV. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Yeah, I, I stopped by my parents last night and picked up this laptop and filled them in on the rest of my fucking ticket yeah that's yeah don't text and drive people 615 dollars in ontario oh and the hidden reinstatement fee of your license after suspending it for three days so did it get suspended because when you paid it you you pleaded guilty yep so then they said effective december 16th my license is expired for three days so that's today and tomorrow. I am here at home. The next day I am working. I gotta find a way to work. Up next, we're going to be talking about some personal drug experiences. And I want to tell you right off the bat that I'm not talking about the hard shit. I'm talking about psychedelics, stuff that has helped us immensely on our own spiritual journey, some substances that have helped us look within ourselves and see the patterns that we need to change. We are by no means condoning any kind of drug use, specifically not to those who struggle with addiction or have addictive personalities. We simply just have some 
funny stories and we want to share them. If you're not into drugs, you don't have to listen to the next portion of this podcast. We're going to leave it at this. So you can end the podcast here if you'd like. And I do want to say that if you are going to do drugs, I'm begging you to just be safe. Make sure you're in a safe environment and you're around people that you trust. With that being said, fly safely, my friends. Marijuana, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 because I really feel like it runs my life a little bit. But let's move it on up to... I feel like I have a dependency on it, I'm not going to lie. Me too. But it also, like, helps to... What I like... Concentrate. It helps to center me. Yeah. It brings me back to, like, a grounding point, I feel. And it's just, like, a habit that I built into my life that I'm comfortable with. And even though it has its pros and cons health-wise, it's not my worst vice. Like, if this is all I have... I don't, like, constantly drink the way I used to. I used to drink a lot of wine. You also used to not drink a lot. Yeah. Like, you never really were a big drinker. Exactly. So, like, if this is my worst habit, so be it. I'd take marijuana smoking any day. I was born for it. Mm-hmm. Set the atmosphere, set the mood. Like, best thing, best fucking thing ever, dude. Seriously. Like, in the background, it was harp music. With, like, sounds of the waves and the beach and just portrayal of the sand and the palm trees and the sunlight. And, man, when you hit that DMT, that sunlight filled the fucking room as you breathed in. Like, there was so much light, it looked like you were ascending to the motherfucking heavens. (laughs) You felt so light and connected to everything. Particles of light just burst into you. You were part of everything. felt everything so connected and it was just so peaceful and calm and it's just like is this what dying feels like is this the light that people see like just bam it was like a wave hit you but it was so calm and peaceful and that light just filled the fucking room it filled your soul that's amazing music in the background waves on the beach you felt that sand. You were that sand. Oh, my God. You were that water. Every particle of it. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's your DMT for the music. You did, you did it. That's what it fucking felt like. So, Damn, girl. Well, like a toad. Ten out of ten. <laughs> Journaling is important. That's why I have, like, 700 notebooks. I have a gratitude book. I've got my... I need more books in my life because I have too much shit to toss in there. I just need to write shit down. And I also am the type of person that's fried every brain cell inside my head. <laughs> and I don't remember anything. Stoner brain. Stoner brain. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's stoner brain. <laughs> we did acid. Oh, she took us on a journey. She this okay. bitch. This bitch is like, you need to take two of them. Like, no, like, I weigh 95 pounds soaking wet. I think I'm probably good with one. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. I take five. You need to take two. Five? How do you survive, dude? Well, oh that's the God. thing. She's like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And, like, I yeah. thought this shit was going to take an hour to kick in. And we're just sitting there after 20 minutes. And I'm looking at his face, and I can see she's flying and she's like oh shit what have i done and i'm like oh shit we're going 
And that was, that was like our first time, both of us doing it, right? Both of us, yeah, it was our first time. And I was just like, no, you got to take two. Because every time you try something new, you never get the full effect of it. So I was like, no, it's got to hit. Take two. Ooh, and did it ever hit? <laughs> it sure freaking did. Fuck, okay. man. Like, I, this is the way that I explain that journey for me, is that the first four hours were the best four hours of my entire life. Endless Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. On repeat. But not even just that. It was the sunset. It was the laughs. It was the dancing. It was the connection. But then the next 24 hours after those first four hours were the worst 24 hours of my life. And like, I would do it again. (laughs) Let's do it again. Oh, but no. I just felt so scuzzy after those, after doing that for like 24 hours, I felt scuzzy. So that's the thing. It's like you go on this journey and then you're expected to like really fucking look at yourself and feel all these emotions that you never wanted to feel when you come down. And like, I don't know about you, but as like fucked up and awesome as the night really was, it, it really showed me a lot of things like it actually was some sort of awakening in the sense that I realized that my own vices are actually extremely harmful and I mean not that I didn't know that but the realization of that because I was feeling the effects of what these vices were doing to me while I was on the drug show me that holy shit I don't want to feel that way and maybe it's time to like let go of that I think that's my next challenge in life is letting go of my few, not letting go completely because let's be honest, weed is one of my vices and weed, Mary Jane is forever, forever in my heart. But I mean, even just to be able to not depend on it or my cigarette addiction, like those are the next things I need to work on because I've come so far in so many other aspects of my life. And, like, that is the next thing I need to let go of, I think. That's my next challenge. And I need to find a way to be excited about it rather than dread it. (laughs) That's the mindset right there. Well, that brings us to the end of our second episode. If you guys like what you heard, you can like and subscribe. And uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at bongsandbrunchpodcast. Thank you all so much, and we will see you on the next one.